important to recognize that working on your own is one of the keys to a successful outcome in this work. What we're doing is actually an advanced form of meditation. Advanced meditation. And I think we all understand that meditation is a skill that takes time and perhaps even dedication to develop. So just stay with it. Don't get discouraged if you don't see dramatic results overnight. And this kind of work is long-term work. Okay, first I'm going to invite you to do some heavy thinking and to join in uh, with some comments. I want to... Uh, share with you something that I found really interesting. About a month ago, I started reading this book. It came out in 2000, Osho, The Art of Living and Dying. This was actually before the shit hit the fan, so somehow it was really appropriate to start thinking about this stuff. But in it, he's talking about reframing your whole attitude towards death. And we've been conditioned by the survival instinct to cling to life and reject death. And this accounts for much of the frantic behavior now going on. But I would propose that a stage of enlightenment is being able to see through this and it would be nice if you could just intuitively get to this point of equally accepting life and death. But it helps if you have an out-of-body experience or two, which can really rock your world. Or if you binge out on theosophical books about the astral plane that make it come alive. So I'm going to read just a little thing here. Osho is... Uh, entertaining questions, all of his books are taking place in uh, meetings. These are all talks that have been transcribed. So someone is asking him a question. Uh, the question, actually it's a statement asking for comment. The question is, I believe thinking positively can play a part in getting better so I have the attitude that I'm not dying of cancer, but living with cancer. If I think about the chance of my dying, it feels like that's inviting death. It feels more healthy to concentrate right now on living. So think about this. The key phrase is, so I have the attitude that I'm not dying of cancer, but living with cancer. So, from just a little bit that I've already said before I get into how Osho just shoots this guy down, and this is what mildly shocked me about this section. That's why I'm reading it. Now, if you're a New Ager, you're most likely going to say, this is great. This person has a positive attitude. 
he's found he or she has found something that supports him in his crisis why disturb this even if it's a fantasy let's support this fantasy anybody want to jump in I say um, I, I think both are true but the reality is um, death is real and I'd like to stick I would like I personally prefer to stick with the reality yeah yeah great exactly okay uh, here's what here's what Osho says to this person which just got me blinking equilibrium is when you don't choose when you see the fact as it is life is not an either or question there's nothing to choose it's all together meaning life and death go together by your choice nothing is changed meaning by your possibly artificial attitude nothing is going to be changed by your choice you only get into a kind of ignorance so he's actually shooting down this person's position he's saying it's gonna work against you to think this way that which you choose is a part and that which you are not choosing is also a part of reality the unchosen part of reality will remain hanging around you waiting to be accepted so acceptance right one of the key parts of the emotional clearing approach if you're familiar with it it cannot disappear there's no way for it to disappear if you love life too much and I would say if you're attached to life too much and you don't want to see the fact of death death is there hanging around like a shadow meaning it gets suppressed into the subconscious and it's gonna work against you Zen says see both they are one piece they're together seeing them together without any choice without any prejudice you transcend them another key concept from our work right by accepting both the positive and negative you transcend it seeing them together you're no longer identified with life no longer identified with death when you're not identified you're free you are liberated so this is so much in accord with the work we're doing this is really why I'm reading this once identification is dropped once you don't get identified with anything you remain a witness now there are so many keys to the process but witnessing might be the major key that's where you're detaching stepping back breaking the identification breaking the unconscious identification with your feeling emotional self that's what this work is all about basically breaking the identification and just allowing that emotional part to exist without resistance without rejection 
And then we go a step further, we actually move into direct experience, which is what allows the feeling to dissipate. That's the theory. And then there's another thing I wanted to mention to you about past lives, which I'm getting into. And uh, this is another thing that I'm currently fascinated with. It's the whole idea of assuming uh, or of not thinking of past lives as being past so much anymore, but that there are multiple simultaneous incarnations happening now. Um, because as you go onto the inner planes, which is where the our, our so-called higher self is and so on, uh, there's a different concept of time. Uh, time and space are basically third dimensional experiences. And so that from a higher self perspective, time doesn't really exist as we experience it. And everything is kind of happening now. And the idea that goes along with that is that there's a an oversoul which is putting down into third dimensional time and space many different incarnations all at the same time regardless of when they appear in earth linear time so that your higher self which is really you in your full awareness right now you have a limited form of experience of yourself but if you were to go up into your higher self or, or over soul consciousness you would have a much bigger experience of yourself and that's what consciousness expansion is all about but the higher self is putting down these lower selves um, into different time zones and they're all basically happening now so when you tie into a higher self tie into another life it's really just accessing another part of yourself that's happening now. And for me, the, the really nice thing about this way of looking at our experience is that you're no longer tied into a sequential reincarnation paradigm. And I've started questioning this whole thing. I'm really wondering is this just another part of the illusion that we've been exposed to? Uh, because if you think about the Oversoul as putting down all these incarnations simultaneously, when you finish the Earth, you don't reincarnate, you just go back to your Oversoul. So it's, you're no longer trapped in this like unbelievable, you know, endless sequence of life after life seeking for this unattainable sense of per perfection and detachment and killing out desire so that you're not drawn back to the earth plane you're back into your timeless higher self over soul experience does that appeal to anybody or make sense yeah it's it's my, it's my, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, are you aware of this uh, concept? Yeah, it's, it's what I, it's what I work with, like with the, well, I'm a, I'm, I come from physics or from, you know, 
from astrophysics and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it ties into that stuff too, the whole time thing. Yeah, relativity and... and, and yeah. And when you say, um, w when did you get exposed to this? I mean, on a, on, a, uh, on a metaphysical level, not so much an astrophysics level. Like, t ten years ago, I worked with this guy. Um, he was, he had lost his wife, and he was determined to find out about the afterlife. He didn't, he was like a, like a total a corporate person, like no ties to the metaphysical whatsoever. But the death of his wife got him working on it, and so he... He, he, like, set out to find out whether there is an afterlife and stuff like that. And he hired, I don't know, aeons, like, lots of um, psychics and spiritual mediums and people who said they saw the dead and whatever. And he uh, did that for years and devoted all his money and time to it. And I had the pleasure of working with him and huh. doing some sessions with him and he ended up finding out all the stuff you're talking about right now oh well it, it it's i mean, I mean it, intense time in my life oh. well <laughs> it's you know it's well known that there is an afterlife there's no disputing that but but well, but, he, the, but for, in his mind if there was dispute <laughs> well yeah if he's if he's coming from a corporate mentality then he wouldn't yeah. but, but yeah. new agers you know we we commonly uh, assume and understand that there's, of course, there's an afterlife and there's astral plane and there's spirit plane. But then we come back to to Earth, and all the, all the teachings are based on coming back to Earth. But I'm really questioning that now, and I'm really uh, really thinking that that's just been a major hoax that the New Age has been subjected to. Uh, or maybe it's the only thing that people were capable of experiencing. Because this whole idea of reincarnation was introduced in Hinduism, you know, mm -hmm. f for the common people. And maybe that's the only, the only thing they could understand. But on the other hand, maybe it was a ploy to keep them in line. You know, behave or else you'll come back as a an animal in your next life and something like that. And then the New Age picked it up, and then Blavatsky really was the the uh, <clears throat> one who introduced it in the 1800s and began the whole New Age. But there's a whole question about where the hell is she coming from? And I hate to get back to the Satanism connection, but, you know, was she a Satanist? And I think she probably was. And uh, Alice Bailey and all of them... They, it's John, you've gone very crackily. Um, yeah, you <laughs> the connection is really bad. Uh, that's because I'm talking about Satan again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, it it's been it's been going on for for uh, a bit. Uh, um, for me at least. Oh well, that was the, the pre pre detection. Well, should I hang up and call back? Yeah. Okay. Recently. I heard an amazing story yesterday. Um, I was with my yoga teacher, and um, and she said that there was a woman who um, she was she was sure she was that she had that her past life was in Ireland, and that she was um, she was the mother of all these of, of a lot of children, and anyway she went back to this place in Ireland this 
you know, she had been dreaming for years of this particular place and these particular people. And they all existed and all her sort of like sons were at this point in their 70s or whatever. And she got all these people that she knew from her, you know, past life experience together and reunited them. I mean, there was, there's a book about it and a film about it, but it's just sort of like, you know, that's a, it's a kind of, um, you know, an amazing story where it actually had this real, you know, this, this sort of real world transform, transformational effects on people's, on people's lives. Hmm. Huh. But that's still thinking in the, in the old terminology, right? Yes, of, it is. It's in, in sequential. Yeah. Right. That's, um, yeah, I'm glad you familiar with that word that's the way you would think of it sequentially and so there's probably an explanation maybe it was just a from a simultaneous standpoint there's probably an explanation maybe yeah, it was just yeah. just a actually i mean the oversouls like they souls are not um digital beings like they're they're analog beings so like if you if you have like like a soul it, it doesn't have it doesn't have boundaries it moves and it 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 changes all the time so you can you can everyone could have been cleopatra you know you know how there's like five million people who claim they were cleopatra in a past life it's uh -huh. probably true because because we are like you have a part of me and i have part of you and my nose from this life went to the guy's other oversoul and now he's cleopatra <laughs> you know <laughs> right right they and, so they, it's, they, it's, they're they're saying that that an oversoul might have a thousand different incarnations going on, spread throughout the whole realm of human time. But then in but then these oversouls join together. So, yeah, so and that's this consciousness that used to be in her. Yeah, could right. Now have mixed up with someone else. Right, right. Could, right, right. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to clarify how what you said would happen so as the oversouls keep joining each other they can experience the life as you know somebody famous in the past and that's the way that consciousness eventually becomes one yeah through the oversouls joining together so it's like a whole different way of looking at the paradigm of of experience but to me what what struck me about it was this releasement from the what I'm perceiving now is the tyranny of being trapped into a reincarnation scenario, you know, and feeling that you need to come back and need to come back and you will come back. But now, when you pass on, you just join your oversoul and there's no need to do that. You don't need to. You can if you want to. Yeah, that's a little personally confused and start doubting because, you know, what if somebody said to you, well, you're living on the earth and you don't really need to eat food unless you want to. Okay, so I don't need to eat food unless I want to, but I'm going to have a miserable experience if I don't. So is there some need to reincarnate that I would want to once I get up there and I see how things are? Does, if I don't reincarnate, does it mean that I'm going to be stuck in that consciousness level forever? and I need to reincarnate in order to advance. I mean, that could be, that's the way it's supposed to well, have been explained. That can, that's a human perspective, because the need to advance is like, it's a human concept. It's what we're trying to get away from when we do emotional clearing. 
Because you, you come to this point where you're just being, and you can be okay with just being for millions of now moments. All right. I mean, th this whole, this whole, this whole achieving thing is 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 human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that to a certain point. I'm not sure if that's the entire answer, but but that's true. But uh, well, I know what you. I mean, you're saying okay. So well, okay. I don't have to, but I'm going to want to. So I'm going to subject myself to this crap again because I then will want to, and now I love myself for wanting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand because like, I've had the like, same thought. <laughs> like what? Like what would be the carrot to bring you back? Yeah. Like like I'm a musician and I want to be a. I've always wanted to have my art well known and. Is that the carrot that would bring me back? And there's a good chance it might, you know, unless I was, unless I was ready to deal with that, for example. And for other people, it might not be anything quite so important. It might just be, well, you might have a happy marriage, or you might have, you know, a, a good. I would like to have a happy marriage. Sure, that could be a that could be a draw for a lot of people. That's all part of this bigger picture stuff that I've been getting into, which I don't want to hit you over the head with, but, you know, it's still out there. It's like, what the hell's going on in the world? And um, the, more, the more you learn about what's going on in the world, the maybe the less you want to, the less you feel drawn to participate in it. <laughs>